I'm Kate Daniels. Clint Emerson is a retired Navy SEAL, spent 20 years conducting special ops all over the world. He has a university degree in security management. And so the fact that he is the author of the book 100 Deadly Skills Survival Edition makes complete sense. We're coming to a season of travel, but whether we're away or at home, these are lessons and skills that make sense all the time. It's great to have Clint Emerson here to give us some important insights. Clint Emerson, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Hi, how you doing? Doing really fine and, you know, just really looking forward to some of the information we're going to have a chance to discuss from your latest book, 100 Deadly Skills Survival Edition, because I think there are so many parts of this that will be really relevant to so many people here in the Puget Sound area in the Northwest, uh, just because of a, a variety of things that are going on. So thank you, first of all, for writing this book. Oh, not a problem. It's, uh, you know, I, I just want to get uh, a playbook for crisis out to as many people as I can, so it's all good. And the, and that, of course, is a big part of it, is crisis. And we know uh, all too well that that surrounds us uh, on so many levels in our lives. In fact, I was just hearing on news this morning about how in this area we're so ill-prepared for uh, a major earthquake. So there's that kind of a disaster. And there are parts of this book that in preparing ourselves and our homes, I think people will be able to adapt to that kind of situation. But here we're really talking about some of the uh, more challenging kind of situations. I'm going to think about or focus on here with home invasions that uh, there's so many break-ins anymore. In fact, my husband and I uh, have been been the, the uh, recipients, if you will, of three of them uh, over a course of five years. So it's, oh not, it's not a fun thing. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I've covered, you know, first earthquake, the book covers, you know, natural disaster, then it covers man-made events. So it definitely has a nice section on home security. And it's the real solid information that people need, you know, that doesn't put a dent in your wallet. And a lot of it is lessons learned for me being, you know, a professional predator overseas, looking at bad guy homes, determining their vulnerabilities. And then I've taken and put it into the book like, hey, these are the things I looked for as a professional bad guy, you know, when I'm in other countries, of course. <laughs> I'm a good guy here. I'm a bad guy everywhere else around the globe. But um, and took all that information on how I look at targets and what makes me want to stay away and then put it into skills that everyone can, you know, employ around their own home or in their neighborhood. So this is so logical and so useful for us. Was there something that you can pinpoint that made you decide that, you know, I really should make this into the survival edition for people? Yeah, it was really the headlines. I mean, this book is literally a playbook on how to defeat everything we're seeing in the headlines these days, whether it be, you know, virtual kidnappings, express kidnappings, and the difference between these different forms of kidnapping. It covers ransomware, so it has a cyber section. And then it also goes all the way to the far left to earthquakes, tsunamis, and hurricanes. Um, but it's everything you're seeing in the news uh, to include inspired terrorism and how to detect, you know, a guy that might be um, that might be 
radicalized living, you know, in your neighborhood. So that is a part of it that you're saying in terms of protecting our own home is that sort of awareness, uh, really being in touch with our neighbors, know who they are, have a, a relationship with them, that kind of a consciousness. Yes, without a doubt. And, you know, there's, it depends on where you live and the situation, but you certainly, it's, it's time for neighbors to start talking again and looking out for one another. And that's kind of like your first perimeter that, you know, if a bad guy breaches that, then, you know, you have an early warning system, which relies, you know, we always hear the term, it takes a village, and that's kind of the concept. But as it gets closer to your home, illumination, you know, if your home is lit up, um, I know that any time I approached a target that was well lit, I felt very vulnerable once I got into that the cone of light. And it'll keep a bad guy away or push him off to, to someone else. But um, and if you've got a guy that's still coming, you know, then, of course, now we're talking about your doors and your windows and all of the other security features. But I give tricks in there, like use two-and-a-half-inch wood screws into your door frames. What that'll do is if a, someone's going to kick your door in, Right now, they could probably kick your door in with one or two good kicks, but by adding two-and-a-half-inch wood screws to the door frame, it reinforces it, increases the kicks to about five before the door frame will actually break. And that's enough time. You know, you hear the first kick. It hopefully wakes you up. The second kick, you dial 911. The third kick, you know, you're grabbing a weapon and we're getting the family, Um, and you're ready for it, whatever it is that's coming. And that's what is so valuable here in this book, 100 Deadly Skills Survival Edition, is that level of detail with these diagrams that really allow us to see what we need to do and kind of really have a good working plan to work with. Exactly. And it's illustrated, so you get, you know, step-by-step, simple how-to with a narrative that supports it. And, uh, you know, like I said, it covers so many things that apply to, you know, today's issues. And one of those big issues that's so frightening seems to be happening all too often is carjacking. Yeah, these are, uh, especially abroad, for people that travel, um, it's, you know, they're far more, they're becoming far more violent. And so I lay out, you know, whether you're in your vehicle, outside your vehicle, it just depends on when uh, the bad guy approaches you, if he approaches you from the passenger seat or if he approaches you from the driver's seat or if he approaches you while you're in a parking garage. All of it's laid out on exactly kind of how to handle it. And every situation is different. So these, these plays, if you will, are just to get you thinking and give you some tactics that you have in your head so that if you face a bad guy like this, then at least you got something that you can do instead of just being deer in the headlights. Exactly, and being so vulnerable. And, of course, the last thing we want to do is to be so vulnerable that we are injured. So really important guidelines here. And as you said, these the narrative along with the descriptive uh, designs, the pictures here are, are just so Im, uh, important and valuable. Yeah, for people that are um, just a creative... Um, information here is the all the illustrations people that really like uh, the TV series Breaking Bad or Walking Dead all these are becoming very popular the guy who does some of the storyboarding um, for those TV shows is also the guy who illustrated 
you know, all the how-to portion of the book. So it uh, makes it even more unique when you got a guy like that drawn for you. Well, <laughs> no wonder they're just so descriptive and really easy to relate to. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he storyboards for a living, so it makes it, it's, uh, it's, it was a perfect combination, and he's, uh, he did a great job on the illustrations. So you mentioned uh, just a bit ago, Clint, about how uh, some of these uh, kidnappings occur uh, abroad uh, with the carjackings, but also when we're on vacations, it puts us in such a vulnerable position that along with our cyber world, that we have to be so careful how we blend those two and really make some wise decisions as to, you know, what we're going to say about where we are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, we hear it all the time. Don't post, you know, the vacations you're going on and where you're going to be or, oh, hey, I'm about to, I'm about to fly, you know, from New York to, to London um, that's five hours you're on a plane that if somebody watching could do a virtual kidnapping, for example, where if it's a daughter, you know, that's in college flying over to uh, London, that's five hours she's in the air, but somebody could call mom and say, hey, I've got your daughter. And for five hours, you literally torture a family, you know, for a minimal amount of cash and then find out later that it was one big hoax. But it happens all the time. And these are the kind of things we definitely want to prevent. Um, from happening, and it all goes pretty much back to social media and certain kinds of crime that we just post so much. You know, these days it's like we, we call 911, we film what's going on, and then we post it to Facebook. And uh, when the reality is you should be calling 911 and then, you know, either self-rescue or helping others around you. Exactly. So I, I don't think that we can underscore that just enough as to how vulnerable we can make ourselves because we just think we're having a lot of fun and letting our friends know what's going on, but really uh, it's allowing too much information into the world. Yeah, it's best to save that stuff for once you're back. Then you can post all the pictures you want, you know. Let your timeline be delayed by, you know, a couple of days, and that way no one can really track where you're at. Exactly. And tying that back into securing our home, I really liked how you said using uh, timers on lights in the house is a great thing, but also be wise about how you do it. Tell a story with it. Yeah, exactly. These days, we're fortunate enough where you can still buy light timers that are digital, which will allow you to, one timer now can turn on and off. You can program it to turn on and off uh, like up to 10 times. So you can literally emulate the pattern of life that you have at night. If your typical pattern of life is to, you know, be in the living room watching TV until the news is over, and then you have lights that go off and on as you uh, go upstairs and get ready for bed, well, now you can use the timers to tell the same exact story as if you're home. You don't want all your lights to go on at, you know, at, at let's say, 7, 8, 7 p.m., and then all of them shut off at 10 p.m. That's not going to scare off a bad guy. He's going to know that your lights are on timers. But if your timers are telling a story that, that is the same as the story you tell every night that you're there, well, then now he's, it's going to leave that bad guy questioning whether someone's really there or not. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with using your garage. If you have a home with a garage, put your car in there. You kind of want to keep bad guys off balance. If you park in driveways every day, 
well, then it's going to be obvious that when the car is gone, that you're gone. But if you're using your garage or at least putting your car away every night, then you're, once again, you want to put question marks in the bad guy's mind. And then enough question marks will make him move on somewhere else. Great. All of these are such important tips and that help us to protect ourselves. And there's, you know, hundreds of pages, over 200 pages here. So we can't go into a lot of detail, but I hope folks are getting this sense of how critical this is and how much important detail is here really to help us survive so many different kinds of things in our lives. Yep, that is the goal. Give you a playbook for today's threats and crises. So another area that we know happens around here uh, with hikers, uh, actually regardless of the season, but survival in the wild is an important section here, I think, because it helps us through so many things. If we get lost, if we get injured and aren't able to get help, it's really helping us uh, to figure out what to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to promote a little more self-rescue awareness. And that's, you know, as mentioned before, you know, we tend to call 911 and then that's it. And uh, we either figure we're either going to die or we're going to be rescued. Um, But the reality is with, you know, a little bit of knowledge, you can do a whole lot for yourself until help arrives. And, you know, we know that when you call 911, it's, you know, averages anywhere between 7 to 15 minutes, depending on where you live, of course. Some, Some places it's faster, some places it's a whole lot slower. So uh, the idea is, is you've, you've got to bridge that gap between 911 and when actual people arrive to help you. Because in the middle there, there's a lot of time that you have to start doing some things for yourself. And that's really what the book is all about, giving you skills that promote self-rescue. So that's an important word, developing the skills. So when you were in your training to be a Navy SEAL, no doubt you had these practice sessions that you went through these drills of how to do these different things. Is that what we should do before we go out on a a major hiking trip or even a small one is prepare ourselves and go through some of these skills? Sure. I mean, the beauty of this book, the way it's built and designed is it's built kind of rugged, the cover and the pages, it's all, you know, it's literally water and blood proof. I mean, I would carry, you know, 100 deadly skills. You know, the selfish side of me is like, yeah, put one in your backpack, put one in your car, put one in your home, buy as many books as possible. But the reality is, is, you know, we, you should have the book, you know, on standby. And it should be the book. You know, a lot of people buy, like, um, you know, uh, the digital version and have it on iPads and stuff. But the, but the problem there is, is technology will fail you batteries go dead, um, and to have, a, have that book nearby um, is to reference when something goes bad would be great. So that's a, a great way to utilize the tool is to have it nearby. And I was thinking, though, you know, as a family even, to uh, go through different sections and uh, experience that, I, I suppose, Families with children who might be in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, they might want to do this in preparation, or the kids are learning it already when they go to these events. Exactly, yeah. You, I mean, families should be communicating and, um, you know, kind of have fun with it and rehearse. Okay, if a bad guy comes in, this is what we're going to do, you know. 
we're going to, you know, we're going to hit the car alarms on our vehicles. We're going to, you know, we're going to call 911. We're going to create all that noise. We're going to keep the house dark. And you can have fun rehearsing these types of things without instilling any kind of fear into the family. But at least you've practiced it. You know, you've, you've walked it at least once or twice. And now if something really does happen, everybody's kind of ready for it. Um, and the book certainly kind of guides you through that kind of stuff, having a communication plan, having primary and alternate, you know, routes and communications that, you know, that, uh, that everyone in the family knows and a rally point, you know, hey, we're all, if you've got to go out your window, you got, we're all going to this tree and we're going to meet there. Um, but the book does a good job kind of laying out how to do that and how to design it so that everyone knows what's going on if bad things happen. And that is such a an important key aspect of this. I that sounds familiar to what we say. You know, if there's an earthquake and we're scattered in different parts of the city, here's what we're going to do. But what about in the case of a home invasion? You know, to make it that specific without, as you said, instilling too much fear into the kids, but just make it so that you know we're just practicing in case. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's just you know. Um, Rehearsing any of this stuff, you know, we, we talk about drills at schools, you know, now, heck, you're doing, depending on where you live, you're doing tornado drills, hurricane drills, uh, fire drills, and then active shooter drills, and it, if, if a school district finds it important to do these types of things, then a family should certainly find just as important to do it at home, and, but the funny thing is, is no one really does, um, and it's, uh, home invasion and home-related events are more common than, than at a school. Um, so a little bit of common sense is, okay, well, heck, if, if most of these crimes or big events uh, affect homes and families more than they do a school and the school is drilling it, then we certainly should be drilling it as well and uh, putting, taking some of the plans in the book and implementing them into a household. Exactly. So we're just looking at all these different areas, and I'm sure as a kid, it has to be really frightening, but that's where, you know, having the communication is really key uh, within the family so that there's an understanding rather than uh, living in constant fear, right? Yeah, exactly. Like I mentioned, you know, you can take all these skills and have fun with them and uh, and apply it to... You know, each scenario is different, whether it be, you know, natural disaster, man-made events, or even a medical event. Because that's really the big three things that any of us could face at any given time. And so you have fun with it. I think my, I, with, you know, I have a daughter, and we, we definitely go through and what-if things all the time. And she likes it. It's, she likes to say, okay, this is what I would do, and just have fun with it. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and, uh, and and how you package it and how you present it, you know, will prevent kids from, you know, you know, you don't obviously you don't want them being scared all the time, you know. It's uh, you want to keep it you want to keep it simple and easy and kind of relaxed and and uh, put it in their head that hey, just in case, this is why we do this. And your daughter doesn't feel scared all the time. She's approaching no. it. It sounds like as it's a uh, it's a game we're playing, but she's learning a lot. Any of us would learn. Exactly. It's it becomes more of a challenge, you know, than a fear. It's like, oh, you know, what would you do? 
you know, and, hey, you're at school and you hear shots fired. What are you going to do? And she she knows lockdown drills have their place. And then, you know, but I'm I'm a, if you're on the first floor of a building and there's a window, you know, get out the window, get off the target, get to a tree line. Um, You know, a teacher might get mad at you, but, you know, being a sitting duck in a classroom never makes sense to me, but that's just my opinion. And so I give her options, you know, you know, there are, these are all just options, and it's up to you when the time comes to, um, you know, kind of implement it and make the right decisions based on the scenario that you're in. Um, and that's really the book is a guide, and to use when something bad happens, and then hopefully allow you to make the right decisions. Yes, I think that that's a, a key thing here is to have that awareness always just being aware of whether we're going to be safe in doing something, but just to know how we might approach something given the opportunity. I think this is so illuminating and really good education. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and, and what's funny is a lot of my, a lot of my friends that have the book have been sending me pictures of their kids, uh, reading it. So because of the illustrations and everything, it's turned out to be, a big favorite, you know, not just with adults, but with kids too. And um, they get to learn a lot of cool skills, everything from, you know, things that have been forgotten because we use technology and technology has kind of replaced some of our natural born instincts, you know, like which way is north, you know. I was doing an interview with, uh, you know, um, the interviewer, she was probably, I think, probably around 30. And uh, she had no idea that you could, determine direction using the sun. And I was kind of like, uh, you know it rises in the east, sets in the west, right? <laughs> and so and she, uh, she was like, yeah, but, you know, I just, this, the, the other stuff you have in here, I had no idea. So some of, the, some of the basic, you know, survival skills that are, you know, also in the book um, become very interesting for kids because they're kind of skipping that in their life and they're going straight to technology, you know, and they're using computers and Heck, I remember, you know, I had to handwrite all my papers and, you know, but they don't, they, you know, they're having to type this stuff and they're learning, they're learning how a computer works and which is great, you know, they have to these days, but I think some of the basics are getting kind of left behind. And so I wanted to bring them back and show how valuable it is that when you don't have a map, your GPS doesn't work, your batteries are dead, you still have to have some basic knowledge to get you through certain scenarios that you may face in life. Exactly. And and that is the section uh, right near the front of the book to help with some of these very basic natural skills that are all around us, but yeah, uh, so easily uh, forgotten about. And again, you know, with kids gravitating to it, uh, the illustrations are such that it does make you think of a graphic novel. And I could see how they would just really latch on to this. Yeah, yeah. It's um, each each set of illustrations tells a story. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of action packed to a certain degree because it it shows everything that's going on, whether it's a bear attack or a, a shark attack, and then you know with the home invasion stuff, it, it kind of illustrates exactly what's going on and what could happen, and then how to deal with it. So it. Uh, And as you flip the pages, it's always something different. So, of course, it keeps kids' attention for sure. 
Exactly. It, it's uh, just enough of uh, the descriptiveness, but the illustrations will help pull them along. And that's why I think, as you said earlier, Clint, it's such a great family book. It's, if you know, rather than uh, just kind of plopping down in front of the TV uh, one night, pull out the book and use this as a way of conversation. It really engages the family. It, it builds connection. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, and, and it gives them all information that they they didn't know. And heck, if, uh, if it means families are sitting around talking about a book vice each person sitting on their phone, <laughs> then great. You know, it's just another, another way to get people to start talking to each other again instead of texting. <laughs> yes, exactly. When they're sitting right next to each other or across the room from each other, right? Yeah, that yeah. is the new trend. That is the new norm. It's strange to me. But so now, you know, with my, my little girl, I mean, we, we have the rule. It's like you're going to have certain times of the evening where phones are put away, technology's put away, and, you know, we have good quality time. And this, this book sh- certainly could be one of many ways to have good quality time with uh, the family. Exactly. And, you know, it's not something you're necessarily going to do every night, but if it became something that you do one night a week, you do it on the weekend, and, you know, over the course of months and the year, so much can be learned, really critical, that will help in, a, you know, if they've gone out hiking with their friends on the weekend and, and get lost, uh, and they're overnight. They can look up into the sky, those sorts of things, or know how to fr- find and uh, water to make it drinkable water, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, it really applies to a lot of situations. It could be a camping trip gone bad, or it could be a natural disaster, you know, like Katrina, where you're surrounded by water, but you can't drink any of it, you know, so you, you, things get contaminated, and it's, it's, it's a perishable skill. It's these are skills that, you know, everyone used to knew at one time in history, and now and no one knows, um, and it's unfortunate. But if uh, if there is some kind of natural disaster where you're surrounded by water but you can't drink any of it, it's kind of a good idea to know how to how to filter it and improvised ways of filtering because you may not have, you know, access to, you know, store-bought filters. Um, so it's good to kind of know how to do these things with with minimal resources and 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 do it on the fly. And uh, you know something as simple as starting a fire. You know a lot of people don't know how to do that anymore either. But I, I added in you know technology. You know you can start a fire with your cell phone. We all have seen it in the news with the Samsung Seven Notes, um, and that's because they have a lithium battery. Lithium batteries are very uh, volatile, if you will, and if you break them open and add air, they get hot. If you add water, they can combust, but even when your phone is dead, your phone can still be a tool to start a fire, which can either provide heat or it can signal for help. And as we wind up, uh, so much to talk about, but we'll have to, you know, cut it off. However, one of the key things that I thought was so helpful was to build an everyday kit, your uh, EDC kit, and just simple things that we should have at our disposal that are going to be of such value in so many situations in our lives. Yeah, exactly. It it's all depends on what you're going to go do. If you're if you're going from home to work, 
you know, you, go, you want to have some things in your car, life support items, you know, some food, some water. It's simple. But if you're going on a road trip, well, then that's a different, you know, kind of kit. Um, you can have kits at your home, you know, you know, a duffel bag full of, full of things that will support you if there's everything from a break-in to, you know, an earthquake. So it's good to have basically the book lays out a packing list of what you need for different events or different scenarios, different environments, so that you can modify kits or build kits as you need them around your home or when you go on trips. It is really such a great tool in itself. Keep the book handy. Well, Clint Emerson, it's really been such an education to spend this time with you. I truly appreciate that you had the vision to create this book, and I certainly thank you for taking your time with us this morning. Well, thanks for having me, Kate, and I hope everybody gets something from it, and thanks for supporting the book. You're very welcome.